0: Welcome to Beyond the Ivory Tower Conversations on Journalism with Sandra Banyats and Phoebe Mavis.
1: Hi, I'm Sandra. And my name is Phoebe. And you're listening to Beyond the Ivory Tower, Conversations on Journalism, our second podcast in a series where we want to talk about current research in journalism.
2: I was just doing quotation marks and then remembering that we're doing an audio uh, uh, interview. Uh, So um, as a reader... uh, the person
0: you just heard is Michael Hanischmacher, who is a senior researcher and lecturer at the University of Passau in Germany. He will be chatting to us some more in just a second. We caught up with him
1: in Odense, Denmark, this past March while attending ECREA's journalism section conference and spoke to him about a whole lot of things, mainly his work in journalism education and his research project on trust in the media. And how journalists have different brains to everyone else. Okay, so let's hear more from
0: Michael. Uh,
2: my name is uh, Michael Hanischmacher. Uh, I'm currently working at the University of Passau. Um, and uh, I've, I've previously uh, worked at the University of Trier and at the University of Eichstätt. And that's where I started out. So that's where I studied um, studied journalism. Um, so very kind of hands-on, practical, uh, I-want-to-be-a-journalist uh, program. Um, but already during the course of my my studies there, I, I kind of realized that I like the academic side as well. And then when I, when I finished um, uh, studying in, in Eichstätt, that was just when the, the job situation was really bad in journalism. And so I thought, okay, I, I, I also like the, the, the science stuff, the, the research. Um, so I just stay on. And then I did my PhD in Eichstätt. And, well, I've been at the university ever since. Um, and my area of focus is still journalism. And uh, actually, my, my, my speciality is journalism education also. That's what I, where I uh, did my PhD on. I, um, I did uh, research on how we teach journalism um, in different countries uh, also, um, but also on uh, the general impact of journalism on society, How how does journalism work how does journalism influence society and why do we need journalism i think that's a very important question a very relevant question right now the trust in journalism is just dwindling diminishing especially in certain demographics and um The question is, of course, for us now, why why is that? Why do we lose our faith in this institution of journalism?
0: What is the purpose of journalism? What influence does journalism have in society?
1: These are some of the questions Michael is asking as we continue to witness a decline in the trust in journalism. But one could argue that the issue of trust is also bound to the definition of journalism, because, for example, other forms of journalism, like sports or fashion journalism, are not experiencing
0: the same decrease in trust. So we asked Michael right away how he would define journalism. Not a very easy question to ask at the very start of an interview.
2: My main definition what i think is journalism and what makes journalism different from you know "Ah, i i like this stuff and i just write about it and i I, maybe i I have my blog and uh, i I just i I comment uh, on social media Um, my my main um, definition would be that journalism is a vocation is a practice that you have to learn and um, that means that certain rules are there to abide by so um, um, journalism is a profession and it doesn't really matter if I'm into I don't know the heart uh, research, uh, mud wrecking New York Times, Washington Post journalism stuff. Or if I'm on the soft beat uh, and, and do travel journalism, there are excellent travel journal- uh, there's excellent travel journalism, uh, which is kind of a soft news or. All- you can even do celebrity journalism uh, in a very, very good way if you're an excellent interviewer or something. But the the, the difference is not the topic. The difference is your professionalism. And um, what makes it different is uh, then that you uh, know about you. It, it really comes down to to a lot of ethical questions, to a lot of questions about your... Um, professional views and your professional beliefs and um, that you're aware of your impact, something that you learn when you learn the trade of journalism.
0: So we just heard Michael talking about journalism being a profession that is often learned within the newsroom. But we then wondered how that accounts for atypical journalistic actors such as freelancers, bloggers and citizen journalists in general.
2: It doesn't matter if you're freelance or if you're employed as a journalist. That is not the that's not the thing. And um, I think that most people who contribute to even those 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 newer, I don't know, younger publications, where you can really, um, uh, you know, just contribute as a uh, I was just doing quotation marks and then re- remembering that we're doing an audio um, uh, interview. Uh, so, um, as a reader uh, who then writes something, um, even then, most of the people contributing are journalists in their mind. Um We've done a study, or we've—I've done a study with a colleague um, a couple of years back, um, I think four years, five years ago now, where we uh, took a look at uh, the hyperlocal journalists in Germany, um, and um, we've done a lot of interviews uh, and also uh, some content analysis um, to, to see what are they writing and does that, you know. Do the rules apply? Uh, what we think the rules of journalism, are? and we thought that they were different from the established journalists. But what we found back then is that the, that the majority of those contributing to these new forms of journalism, like hyperlocal journalism or independent uh, journal- journalism, uh, like small websites uh, in the cities that want to go against the big papers, uh, something alternative journalism. What we found was that even they are pretty similar in their views, in their professional uh, views, in what they write, not in terms of topics, but in terms of how they, they write to established journalists. So I would think that most people who um, have an impetus to write and who want to, to communicate and to want to communicate topics um, maybe already act like journa- journalists in uh, in a professional sense, even if they don't have, I don't know, studied journalism or done their volontariat in Germany, yeah, um, uh, internship. Uh, many of them are aware of the rules, I guess, but we have to do some more research on that.
1: Michael had done a study on hyperlocal blogs. Blogs that focus on topics which might be relevant to users of a specific region. He interviewed founders and contributors to these blogs. And surprisingly, these people were not just you and me from the street, but they also had some form of journalism education or were even journalists.
2: I'm, I'm actually not sure how it's now because I mean, we're, we're living in, in, a, in a world, in a media world that is changing so fast and so much, which makes... Being a media researcher is so, so interesting right now, but it also means that if you do uh, a, a research project a couple of years later, you can't be sure if it's still the same. But back back then, and we're talking four or five years uh, back now, um, most people who already started these hyperlocal uh, alternative publications were people that, that, that were journalists before... Or who wanted to get into journalism but couldn't get a job at the, at the paper or at the TV station. Or it's hard to get a job, even if you're a very good journalist. And then starting your own project is really an option today. Because it's, it's, it's pretty easy and pretty cheap to start your project. It's not easy and cheap to, to maintain working uh, in such a project. But to start something like that is easy. And um, many people did that. And so we, at least in Germany, we have many professional journalists doing exactly this now, communicating in new ways, looking for new audiences, um, apart from the mainstream media, the traditional media outlets.
0: As more of these new types of journalistic actors continue to emerge, journalism schools are beginning to realize that they have to teach their students entrepreneurial skills to empower them to work as journalists in today's day and age. However,
1: scientific discourse suggests that entrepreneurial skills are not the be-all-end-all. So what is Michael's take on that? And is this something that journalism schools should in fact teach?
2: Entrepreneurial skills are a very important thing for many people right, right now um, who are doing program development at, at uh, universities because m- many students, many graduates will not get a job in the traditional media uh, right now. We shouldn't put our focus on uh, teaching entrepreneurial skills because they are much more important things um, to know as a journalist and uh, we should focus on that but I'm all for including um, also uh, courses on on that not necessarily to to, you know teach people how to set up their own businesses um, but to give them a sense of okay look this is an option today there are also some examples where this really worked out well and um, you you have this option i think that's the main uh, thing we should include it um, because of that but you know i think the the problem is also we as teachers we don't really have uh, the um, the knowledge i've I've worked at the university um, all my life and as a as a journalist uh, but you know, as a freelance journalist, while I was uh, a student and, or working at the university, so I have no idea how to set up uh, my own business. Um, and if you want to teach that, you have to get the knowledge from, from outside. And if that works, that is fine, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't be the focus of what we're doing at the university. Actually, I think it should be the focus of what we're doing at the university to teach researching
1: that research can be exciting is something that Michael was able to show his students through their involvement in a recent study. At the conference he presented this case study which initially planned to examine trust and journalism in Trier, a small town in Germany.
0: And they had a really good response from the audiences and also the journalists, which meant that the study started discovering a whole lot of other unexpected information. And this led him to say something that caught our attention. Which is that journalists are different in the brain. And we were curious,
1: what did he mean by that?
2: The study I presented um, started out as a um, a study that um we wanted to do on trust in journalism i mean that's that's a key theme right now for 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 us i think as, also as researchers we have to know why trust in journalism is diminishing so that's what we wanted to find out and um and then something incredible happened What sometimes happens uh, that the study went incredibly well um that's that's also that's what you dream of uh, when you're when you're starting uh, research projects and sometimes it's just you know everything comes together and that study was um was one of those rare examples um Okay, we wanted to find out why is trust in journalism diminishing, and we wanted to ask as many people as possible in our hometown. We said we want to to research. We want to really thoroughly research our local environment here. And then everyone said that that's a good idea and hopped on board. The local paper was uh, was in, and when the local paper was in, the local radio station was in, and so we did this this massive survey where we really. We were able to um, ask basically all journalists working there uh, and uh, we had ads in the paper and ads on the radio um, to participate in that survey. So we also had very good numbers from, from audiences participating and then uh, we thought, okay, now we have to get also get all the, the other uh, media practitioners, um, the PR people into that. And so we then... Um, uh, did a, a research uh, who are the the, the people working in public relations in the area and we all we asked them all personally, so we got most of them uh, so we were we uh, were having a big data set that was really, really nice, and then you can when you have something like that I think that 's the best thing uh, as a researcher. You can start looking for clues uh, in that and um As I said, we started out looking for trust in journalism, but we we started to find all these other interesting things in that that big database. And um, one of the most interesting things was that we thought um, we would have two groups um, that were different in terms of what they think about media, how they trust media, how they work with media audiences on the one hand and media professionals on the other hand uh, journalists and public relations professionals and then what we found was we had two groups but they were totally different it was the journalists and everyone else so uh, the, the public relations professionals were, were very similar in their views in how they use media what they think about media what they trust in media to the audiences and the journalists stood, stood out and uh, that got us thinking then so why is that and then uh, we did some more statistical analysis uh, stuff like that and we um, were able to define a couple of 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 let's say ways of thinking that were kind of unique for the journalists um and um, those were all Things that you can you 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 could um, label as professional beliefs, professional b- stuff we learn in, in when we learn uh, what to be a journalist. For example, uh, how to select information, um, how to decide uh, if information is good or bad, true or false, uh, uh, something like uh, like that. And the so we were able to 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 find kind of a, a, a professional ethos for journalists. We kind of found, in terms of information gathering and information selection, journalists really are different in their brains. Where does that come from? Uh, um, uh, and we've already started a, a, another um, a research project um, looking into, okay, does that come from what we teach them? No. Or do people who think like that become journalists, yeah, because that's the, the, that's the immediate question that rises uh, when, when you see um, data like that. But on the other hand, there are other questions that this brings up. So what effect does that have on journalists and on the other hand on audiences who think differently?
1: This microcosm that they were able to study shows interesting insights, but also raises questions like, can we generalize these results more broadly? Do they apply to audiences and journalists everywhere?
2: It is a small study, but it is unique in that sense that this data set is very um, uh, thorough. For Trier, we've really asked, basically everyone and uh, so we uh, we have a very very concise data set and of course the next question is is that something that is true for media um, ecologies outside of uh, Trier which is a special place um, but I don't think it's that special but we don't know We we have to continue with our research
0: as we got closer to the end of the interview we asked Michael a pretty big question yep we asked him an easy question not really <laughs> based on all
1: the journalism related research he has done so far we wanted to know what is the most important thing you our listeners should know
2: Ooh. okay I'll narrow that down to my research that I did on education and I think that um, the most important thing is just a second I have to think about that Um, we do not have much research on education Mm -hmm. yet that's, uh, we, we do a lot of education, but it's more trial and error than um, that. We really do research on it and, and find find out. Okay, why does this and that work? But everything we know about education, about journalism uh, education, um, but also university education, higher education in in general, is that um, it's really um, important in many ways that are not just practical vocational. Studying, researching, and learning to study and research and to reason and and everything helps so much in so many ways, especially uh, for for journalists, Uh, because it teaches you to to um, for example, discern um, between um, good and bad information or something like information or something like that, um, we kind of forget that, and um, I think the, the the most important thing is that uh, regardless of what you do as a journalist, we know from research that it's very important that you do not just start to communicate, but that you get a good education, not necessarily in journalism, but um, a higher education in the sciences, um, uh, in order for you to learn to think differently, because that has tremendous um, ramifications. Now
0: And then his phone rang. But we wanted to squeeze in just one more question:
2: Are we educating too many journalists? You know, um, for a market for for a market that we have today, yes, because the, the, there are not enough jobs right now. There's not enough money in the media market for all the journalists that we are educating, I think. But we need the journalists and we need the people who know how to distribute, discern information, to select information. And um, I think the problem is not that we are educating too many journalists. The problem really is that we are kind of in a situation where the for the past couple of years um, really the, 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 the image of journalism has been uh, declining and uh, more and more people think we don't really need it anymore. I hope that we have a turnaround now. Because we, I'm I'm very, very, not only because I'm working in educating journalists uh, and I want to keep my job, um, uh, that's not it. I really think that um, uh, journalism is uh, the fourth estate of a democratic uh, society and we need it and um, uh, we need a good functional journalism system and for that we need good journalists. But on the other hand, if you've learned journalism, Really well. Fortunately, you can do a lot of other things also really well, so uh, you will probably not uh, uh, starve even if you don't find a job in journalism immediately. so.
1: So that was it for today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you want to know more about Michael's work, you can go to the University of Passau
0: webpage. And if you would like to know more about our research, you can find us at the Journalism Studies Center at the University of Vienna. And our website is journalismstudies.univie.ac.at.
1: There you can also find information on the rest of our team, which is Daniel Nölleke and Hannah Siegel, led by Volker Hanusch and also our contact details, if you'd like to get in touch. You can also follow us on Twitter at JSC Vienna and on Facebook
0: at Journalism Studies UNIVIE. We hope you'll be around for our next podcast, where we'll be talking with Klaus Schoenbach from the Northwestern University in Qatar. And he's going to talk to us about the state of journalism there.
1: The music you heard today comes from Blue Dot Sessions. And we also want to thank Lisa Kiesenhofer again for lending us her beautiful voice and also Radio Campus for lending us their equipment. My name is Sandra. And I'm Phoebe. Until next time.
0: Yep, see ya.